Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I'm Shane. I am the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Well, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's another episode of Carpool Rugby League, and uh, this week, guys, we've got week two of our 2022 preview, and uh, a bit of footy to talk about, too, on the field last week, and uh, some trials coming up this week. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, we do have a bit of footy to talk about. It was only just footy, really, but <laughs> we can talk about it. Um, it was, yeah, I I didn't see it live. Um, I've got to be honest with you, I was volunteering. Um on Saturday night and um, so I had to watch it and it was funny I woke up because I didn't get home till um, late uh, well you know, near midnight so I, I waited till Sunday and um, and I, so I got the high I got a lot of the news sort of coming out of the game and 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 I was I was, I was like I was blown away by, by what I by what I saw um yeah it was a bizarre game um anyway we'll talk about it later yeah, we'll have a chat about it, and um, we might even go straight into it. This is pretty exciting. First, uh, first Griffo's grab for season twenty twenty two. We did have footy on the weekend, so to, we might as well throw over straight away to Griffo for Griffo's grab. What you got, mate? Okay, well, uh, you know, just like the players, I guess uh, the Carpool Rugby League team has to do there sort of trials too. So uh, <laughs> I'm trialing a, you know, preseason Griffo's grab. Um, like Shane, I didn't see the game live. I was uh, otherwise engaged um, um, at a wedding. And uh, so I, when I come home the next day, um, I didn't know the score, but I just watched the mini, the KO mini. Um, oh yeah, they're good. They're not bad. Either. Yeah. Yeah. They get the good bits. So uh so I didn't watch the whole game, but but from that, the thing that absolutely caught my eye early in that game was a guy who um, he's probably he is a unique a unique rugby league player. Um, he was playing for the Indigenous All Stars team. He represents uh, the Gold Coast Titans. He's on a lot of money, mm. but. Uh, he grabbed my eye just, I don't know if it was his first touch of the ball. It was early in the game. Um, David Fafita. Mm. That guy, mm. he, he just does things that other guys can't do. Um, if, and that one in the game, of course, we saw him, he got the ball. He bulldozed through Patrick Herbert. He bulldozed through someone else and, and ran downfield and, uh, I believe he passed it on for for a try. I can't remember who the scorer was, but um, I mean he's just a monster. Yeah, yes. you know if 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 he could get, you know, a system where a team uses him and a coach puts in place where he is effectively used and can get consistency in his game. I mean he's. He's undoubtedly 
the most talented forward in rugby league. Oh, Griffo, I had I was humming and ah, and I've I've been trying to sort my aid out a little bit, you know, just trying to nut it out. When I saw that run, I said they're in my eight somewhere. They've got to like if that guy, like I know that it takes more than one player to make a football team, but there is something about him. And you're right, if it was, you know. The right, you know, and I think Mal Meninga's pulling all the strings or the right strings. I shouldn't say he's pulling all the strings. That's not fair. But he's pulling the right strings at the Gold Coast Titans. And I think if um, if they can create a system around him getting quality ball and not having to tackle all the time, I like you know, the guy. The guy could get the guy could get three hundred meters a game. Like you know, oh, he's I mean, just like, unstoppable. He's, like he's got that about him. Like especially wide, like he runs into a, a smaller halfback or 5'8". You know, he, he's going to win every day of the week. No one's going to take him down. You don't see too many do get him down one-on-one. No. You know, and, and it's not just a break in the line, he's but quick. he's got the pace. He's so quick. And he's, he's got quick. a step. Like the guy has got everything wrapped into one that you want from a forward. Just to be a wrecking ball, like mm, mm. Um, his his talent level, which is largely based around his just the, his physicalness. Well, that's not a word, but um, just yeah. the, the nature of his of his physiology. Mm. He he's a prototype, yeah. and like I say, yeah. he's unique. Yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. one else like that has his size, power. Speed, no step, no. like he's just a gifted I, human. I, like I, I remember earlier last year, well, not earlier last year, probably, probably as as Manly started to look at some form, we 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 made the comment on the show about getting Saab early ball. He's so quick. Just get the ball out to him, and he may not score a try, but he'll run 60, 70 meters. And get you. I'm at the point with the Gold Coast Titans, you know, and I don't know what you think about it. I really think that this guy needs to be almost an attacking center close to the line. Like, like, like do the work of the forward once you get over, you know, to get over the halfway. But when you're 40 out, 5 8 early ball in that center position to just, he's just going to attract so much attention. Like, and then you can start doing face balls or, or, or sweep him behind and cut him out. And, you know, like, that's when you're an attacking weapon, when you would draw attention. And I think if he was to stand in that sort of that centre position, that early ball that teams just, that, that, that the Gold Coast could give him, all of a sudden teams are going to have to rush him, teams are going to have to, to contain him. Then they've got options. They can sweep out the back. They can face across the front. They can dummy. They can decoy because he's going to attract so much attention. I, I really think that corridor is just made for him. And, and why not use it? Like, like you know, turning it inside or, or hoping that the – I've no disrespect to anyone on the Gold Coast Titans. He's not only the best second rower they've got. He's the best centre they've got. So why not why not chop and change a little bit and mix things up and make the defensive line have to stretch, make that second rower have to go on the outside of the 5'8". So the short ball to the five to someone on the inside 
They waltz past the five eights inside shoulder. Like these are the things that make good rugby league sides. This is what South do. This is what Penrith do. This is what the Storm do. This is what the Roosters do. This is what you know, Manly did it last year too. Now with Trebojevic, he would just hang there and all of a sudden it'd be inside ball to a gaping hole. I think this is why, I think this is really where they can really utilise, because he's quick. He's as fast as many, as most centres and has the footwork of most centres. So why not effectively push him up into there and get that corridor open so that all of a sudden he's attracting attention, then where's the fullback going to go? As soon as there's a sweeping play, the fullback's going to run around. You've opened up the other side of the field. You know, you've only then got to get a better short kicking game and you're putting pressure on the opposition. I, I, I really think that that position or that kind of floating play, because he's smart enough to do it, would suit him. And, you know, like... I think the, the the criticism for me of the Gold Coast, he was so tight to the to to the post last year. Like if you were you watch where he ran and did the damage, it was out wide. But for some reason, they wanted him running almost in line with the goal post. That's that's a props run. That's what the props do. You know, if you then got to say, oh, we don't want you, you know, second rower, centre prop. Like you get into the point where the guy can't do everything. So I just think that's made for him, that corridor out wide. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I think early ball to a guy like Fafita, it's going to be four points more yeah. often than not. Yeah. Look, he, he scores trays. He sets yeah. up trays. Um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um, was the Jordan Rapp and a shoulder charge, was that on Fafita? Was it, was it, I know he got... Oh. Gone for a couple. Um, one he got yes. exonerated on. One was. One yeah, was. On. was. So he was got placed on. He... So I think Rapana got the... replaced on report in the 13th minute for a shoulder that... charge on Fafida. And yeah. then, um, yeah, he, the one that he found himself in the Symbian for was the second one, um, which was, yeah. Somewhat lucky to only be there for a short well, time. Well, that's why. I don't know I... how he only got two weeks. And then what really bewilders me, he got, he was suspended already for a week for a drink driving charge. Mm. And they're saying, well, you can serve that as mm. concurrently with your two weeks. Look, it's a farce. Yeah, it is, Griffin. You know, like, far out if we could, you know. Add it to we'll the list the of stupid we could things. Have, we could have the judiciary show and it just bore everyone to death, wouldn't it? I, I, and, you know, I'm... It'd be depressing because it's all negative. Judiciary all the time. I, I, something I do want to run by you guys and, and get your thoughts. These one-off games before the before the season starts, they're great and, and they do a lot for the culture and they do a lot for, for um, any Indigenous culture that's aligned with rugby league. The thing I worry about with this is you've got a coach who nine out of ten times is, a, is an assistant coach or, or no. They're definitely not a head coach. And one of the things I, I, I often concern with, especially when when good when my team has, has representatives in it, is what's the brief that my player's been told? And does the brief go against what their, their club coach would want to tell them. I think we see less and less 
frontline players play this game because I think a lot of the coaches of these teams go, you know what, their philosophy of how I want you to play doesn't align with mine. So imagine if Rappenau, now Rappenau is a loose cannon. This is a poor example. It's a very loose cannon. Now imagine if Rappenau's brief was just go out there and wreak havoc, just hit them hard. It's a, it's a trial match. It's okay. If I was Ricky Stewart, I'd want to be in on that brief. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because you look at it, the ones that are really like, suffering out of this is, it's a, is it's, a club it's, team. It's, that's right. So all of a sudden, if you're telling a player in a one-off game that has this one-off coach, and this one-off coach goes, you know what, the only way we're going to beat these guys is if we do this, this, and this. And and you know what? You haven't and the thing is this, you haven't played football in ages. You're not going to be you're not going to be on point. You, you know, you might you might miss, you know. So if they go out there and say, Oh, we want you to be aggressive and absolutely slam them, well. As a football coach, I might be like, no, I don't want my player to do that. I want them to be technical. I want them to play the game. I want them to play this kind of game. And I know it shouldn't be club coaches coaching coaching these one-off teams, but there's a part of me that says, as a club coach, I think I'd want to know the brief that my player was given. Because, you know, like I'm not saying that David Kibble or, or um, Laurie Daly. Uh, Laurie would have done anything under war. But if, if, if the last message was go out and smash him, like and take him out, you know, like, well, if you fill the brief, it's going to cost him two weeks, but he did what he was asked. And I just think that I know, these, these games, regardless of who plays them, when they don't involve the club coach, they've always concerned me because I don't really know what the brief is. Like, I remember many years ago when Sam Burgess got picked before he played at South. You know, the, the, the brief was, oh, you're a wrecking ball. Just go out and smash everyone. I thought, well, I don't know if as a coach, I'd want to hear another coach say that. Yeah, play within your means and, and you have controlled aggression. No, no, there's something that the, I, I can't articulate it properly, but there's something that just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the I think the tough thing is that it's one of these games. It's a one-off game, but the um the implications of anything that goes on in that game is well, it's a representative game. Yeah, the implications go go on, but you're starting to see, as you said, more and more players from these big clubs not be involved in this game. And I was also surprised to see, I was also surprised to see the amount of. You know, niggle. I, I I don't recall it as being one of those games uh, where you see I, as yeah, much. Yeah, look, I don't know. Biffo what, and so on and so so. What my two cents worth? I thought it was a pretty. I, I thought, yeah, they talk about spirit of the game. I actually saw spite rather than spirit, and I thought, mm. and then when you hear, because I actually I woke up Sunday morning, and and the first thing I did was I turned on the radio and they were commenting on the crowd and the behaviour of the crowd, which apparently out in the street was, was abysmal. Like apparently it was just ridiculous. Um, Punch-ups left, right and centre. And I thought, oh, that's a bit weird, you know. And then when I saw when I saw what happened on the field, a part of me said, I see it. Because it was almost like... And, Graham, I think we spoke about this earlier in the week. 
Um, there was a lot of, I don't, it was just, and it, but it wasn't, there was, for the part of, it wasn't controlled aggression. It was really. Oh, there were some worse cannons though playing in that game. You got, you know, when you look at What's some that? of the players, some of the players that play in, played in that game were announced for each team. There's some loose cannons. Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. But, but, but then again, like, if you're going to come out and say that this is in the spirit of the game and we respect each other's cultures and the purpose of it, this, yeah, I don't know. When I watched it, I can't put my finger on it. I love the fact that Indigenous football gets gets praised in this country, and as it should. Um yeah, there was something that I, there was. Look, I'm there was something, you, something that concerned me was that that melee, or if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. that went towards the sideline there, yeah. right, right up yeah. uh, past the sideline onto the yeah. the advertising uh, hoardings, and that that was not a good look. And then no. there were two guys who literally jumped like. Yeah. Yeah, was, jumped yeah, no, over the nice. top to get. Like, I don't know what they were trying to do. Stupid. Like, and this is what this is what makes me think that if that if we had some of those older personnel that pulled out, the more experienced leaders in their clubs, would something like that have happened, or 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 was there some was there something brewing? between these two that, that led, I, I just thought, it just reminded me of this. It was very spiteful in my opinion. I don't know. I'm, mm. I'm not saying, no, people can say I shouldn't. It's a, it's a different dynamic. And it, 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 it was, it wasn't. And you know, I don't know if they were trying to make it more like origin, that sort of yeah, rivalry, but, I, but that's I, not I, what the game's I, about. I almost, almost used that as an example, Graham. There are two games last year where I could really say that the players... Abs- like like both sides absolutely riled up. Um, not and, and and it was very controlled aggression. Um, Origin last year, and there was the first South Penrith match in the finals, where 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 this where everything was you know there was emotion and everything, but the leadership of both teams held it in check, which meant as a as a fan of the game. You were you were watching respect take place, and and you enjoyed it, and you said, "Wow, you know, it was on a knife edge." You could, you know, everything was happening, and it was just this, you know, that wasn't in this game. You know, you you can make it like Origin because the, you know, if you want to make it like Origin, then you've got to get the best of both sides playing. You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I don't know if I'm making sense or not anymore. Nah, but... If it's a true representative game, then why have we got players from top teams pulling out? And yeah, like, yeah. I get, I get why, I get why, but now I might have a different reason why. Yeah, because but, it was just strange. Yeah, just before we finish on the All Stars, though, I don't know if you boys had a chance to catch it because you didn't see the game uh, as it happened, but as always, the um the the pre-game cultural demonstration and war mm. dances from both mm. sides were phenomenal. No, I and, saw that. And uh, the, the didn't see it, no. yeah, no, Very absolutely cool. phenomenal. And even during that, I was actually commenting um on just the respect between the two cultures from both sides there. I felt that was a real celebration. 
um, of of the two cultures coming together and the impact that rugby league has on that. So I, I saw that part of the night as a real positive. That was cool, wasn't it? That's really yeah, cool. Loved it. And yep. can I add to that other? Can I add to that, Gray? Um, the the increased influx of female referees being used in the in the rugby league world, I think is, and we'll see that more this um, this week too. Yeah, with so, the trials, given that there's the yeah, one I referee system, I, there's a couple of games with. I think it's um, female yeah, we're going to see two female referees this weekend, and I think that you know we're we're starting to get it's a good thing. Yeah, no, nah, oh, definitely, look, it is a good thing, but like. I don't care whether someone's male or female no. or referee. I just want them to be probably. just to be a good ref. We just no, need the best. No matter what, the best what gender, everywhere. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yep. right. Like exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't. You know, I don't say it's a good or a bad thing. No, it's just um, yeah, quality. You know, at face value, yeah, it's great that we've got women right. involved You're at right the there. highest level. If the quality, but if there, they've got to be, they've got to be good at it. They've got to yeah. be there on 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 merit, and and I hope they are, and I hope they go well. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I don't. I'll I'll be honest. Last year when we saw the um, the women's Origin game, I thought it was mm. poorly refereed. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it was it was a female referee, and I don't care if if it's no, female that's or male. Yeah, if a game's poorly refereed or yeah. well refereed, I, I agree. You know, it is what it is, and and yeah. I thought the commentators really went light on the referee, yeah. who I thought had a poor game. Um, no, I in wasn't in the All Stars. I was wearing my blue gear. I wasn't no, going no, this light. Was was last year. The origin, the, yeah. the, the ladies' origin last year. Yeah. I, I was saying you could add it because I, I didn't think that. Uh... I didn't think the refereeing was great the other night in the All Stars either, but you know. Yeah, I didn't see it, so. I, I, I yeah, I, 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 I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was, and I didn't think it was like round NRL standard, but I don't think the referee led to the issues. I think the issues ran on the field. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah it was weird. I think their brains. Yeah. I think their brains are in yeah. there. That mode, they run out of the tunnel. It was a bit of a funny game the way it was refereed early on. I felt because I felt as though the ref was letting them feel their way out, and it was almost like zero to a hundred. Like he was letting a lot of things go, and then all of a sudden it's like, nah, we're stopping this. You go into the bin. It's like, well, hang on. Weirdest thing, weirdest thing was let them to water, and now you got the shits that they're drinking. The weirdest thing was the ten early on. It was just, and then all of a sudden, get back, get back, and I thought, well, if you, you could have done that from. The kickoff, that would have been nice. Anyway, yeah. look, there's plenty of opportunity for the referees and the players this Absolutely. week to show uh, what they can do and that they should be amongst the best of the best this NRL season. We'll get into the trial games later on. Towards the end of the show, we'll let you know uh, where your team is playing this week and also um, where you can watch it because uh, we're seeing a lot of televised footy this week with uh, KO and Fox Sports picking up the trial games. But uh, as we have been doing the past, uh, well, we did it last week. This is our week two of our 2022 preview. We're going to do in-depth previews this week of the Warriors, Dragons, Raiders, and Sharks. We'll uh, let you know what's been going on in the off-season with these teams in regards to personnel changes and give some insights in regards to where we think they may finish this year. 
So the first team we'll talk about today, guys, as I said, um, are the New Zealand Warriors. We know this team's had some struggles on and off the field, really. I mean, they, um, they've been based here in Australia due to COVID for pretty much two years now. They've played a lot of their games out of the Central Coast. Uh, so there, there have been some challenges there off the field. There's been some expectations that a lot of people would say they haven't met on the field. Uh, moving towards 2022 in hoping to move up the ladder and possibly, uh, I suppose, push for a top eight spot, I think would be their goal this year. Uh, we see Sean Johnson return to the club. Uh, Aaron Penney coming over from Melbourne. Uh, Jesse Arthurs, this is an interesting one. He's on loan from Brisbane for this year. And Ash Taylor's coming over from the Gold Coast. Uh, this is a team, we say it every year, Griffo. I feel like every preview we do, we talk about the Warriors. And we're very, very cautious these days of, uh, of talking up the Warriors because it feels as though whenever we do, they seem to disappoint. <laughs> yeah, um... Look, there's a lot of talent, obviously, in this side. Um, Sean Johnson, I think he's been really good for the last few years with the Sharks. When he's played, he's, he's unfortunately, the last two years, he's, he's had injuries at the wrong end of the season. Not there's any right end to have a, of an injury, but uh, I thought he was outstanding last year. Uh, and also the year before, till he got injured. Um, he's a different player to when he burst onto the scene as a as an amazing stepping, running, just uh, like a touch football player, which he was. Um, but now he's a bit more of a well, he's much older, obviously. So he doesn't have the the the, the individual athletic brilliance that he once had. But he's a very uh, he. he he was at the top, I think, of the uh, um, try assists last year until he got injured um, for the Sharks. So he comes back to the Warriors, uh, and I think he's going to be key to their success or otherwise. Um, they've got a very good pack of forwards led by Adin Fenua Blake. Um, Matt Lodge is there. He's going to miss the first game at least due to suspension. Um, he's a very, very good player, Matt Lodge. Um, we saw, unfortunately, towards the end of last season, uh, he's, he's lost his cool, particularly one of the games where he lost his cool. But um, obviously, he's a target for the Nigglers because, you know, he's got a bit of history. Um, but he is a very, very good running uh, front rower. Um, Murdoch Masilla is, is a very good player. You've got the likes of guys like Elias Katoa, Josh Corin, Ewan Aitken, uh, Buntia Foa. Uh, they also signed Aaron Penny from the Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey Sirenen, uh Jack Murch is another guy. Jazz Tavanga. They've, they've got massive uh, amount of depth in their forwards. Um, they've got also a lot of guys that can play six, seven, one. The likes yeah. of you know Sean Johnson, Chanel Harris, Tavita, Reese Walsh. Um, and Walsh will be missing from round one. I don't yeah, think right, he's again, he's also suspended. Mm. Um, 
Tohu Harris is another player for that. Tohu, well, yeah, out for yeah, half um, the year. Exactly. Yeah. Like I mentioned a lot of forwards, didn't mention him. He's probably mm. the best of them, apart from Fenua Blake. Fenua Blake, I should say. Um, but yeah, the big vegetarian. Um, uh, he'll he'll make a difference when he comes back. Uh, big tofu. Um, but it, the the question mark, I guess, is the fact that they are the Warriors. And irrespective of who's put that jersey on over the years, they've always you can't rely on them to produce the best rugby league. Um, I don't know why. It was completely different squads, completely different coaches. Um, they've had coaches from different parts of the world. So it's not like you know, you know, they they they've they've had. Um, Steve Kearney coaching, who is a Maori. Um, they've got Nathan Brown at the moment. They've had other New Zealand coaches over the years. I think uh, I was going to say I think they even had an English coach at one stage, but that's probably not correct. Um, they've had all different coaches, um, but I, I think the one that was the most successful was Arvin Cleary. Mm. Uh, he got him to a grand final and he actually played in a grand final for the Warriors back in uh, the early days of the 2000s under, I think it was uh, Anderson, Daniel Anderson. Mm. Um, Nathan Brown's got the job at the moment. I I can't see these guys making the eight. Um, I thought last year uh, they were a little bit disappointed. Um, there were a lot of games that they only went down narrowly, but some of the, you know, they, you've got to win those games, not, not go down narrowly. Um, you go down narrowly, you, you don't make the eight. That's the bottom line. You, if you win narrowly and you do it consistently, you do make the eight. Um, I noticed in a, in a predicted uh, round one lineup, they've got Dallin at fullback. Um, you know, he's uh, he's one of your ultimate rocks or diamonds players. Um, you can't get consistency. He's that one of the hardest runners in the NRL. No one questions his effort. But you just know that he's going to come up with a mistake, generally in the area of handling. Or sometimes he just loses his cool, gives away a silly penalty. And he's highly paid. He's a talented guy, but... Uh, yeah, he's uh, you know he's he's a Roxel Diamonds merchant. They don't want too many of those. Um, Rocco Berry's got big wraps on him. He did play a bit last year. Um, just a young guy. Uh, I, I guess from two to five, I'm not convinced that that uh, that's a strength for them. Um, they've got settled on what their spine's going to be, but there's talent there. Um, I, I see them probably just missing out on the eight as they, uh, as they have for a few years. Uh, they've got the talent to make the eight. It's really the job now of Nathan Brown as coach. He's been there a year already. Uh, it's his job to get him into the eight because I thought Todd Payton did a fantastic job the year before last when he took over. He got the best out of them and he was offered the job. Um, but knocked it back. So uh, 
you know, long-suffering Warriors supporters. Uh, I, I can't see that this year is going to be too much different for them. What do you think, Shane? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, Griff. You, 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 you said it. You basically, yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. Um, look, at their at their best, their one six seven nine look look good. You know, like you look at you know when when they're all fit and healthy, you'll have Walsh. Um, Johnson, Nicarima, Egan. Um, do, you reckon, I, I, do you reckon Harris Tavita might get that six? Is, that's that's really what they're duking it out for in the trials, aren't they? It's yeah, Harris yeah, Tavita I, versus I, Nicarima, I, and I the think, other one may even find themselves on the bench. I don't know how they yeah, want to go there. Yeah, I think that. I think regardless, they'll probably end up in the start in, in the in the side somewhere. Yeah. Um, the the guy. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The the back line just does not excite me in the slightest. Um, you know, DWZ, Montoya, um, you know, you, you spoke about DWZ perfectly. I'm not going to add anything there. Montoya was, was, has been in some sides where, you know, sure they haven't shone, but, you know, if you're the quality player, you can sort of stand out in those sides. And, and for a while there, I, I was, I had massive raps on him as a junior coming through and I thought this guy's actually got something like, you know, the right place, right time, you know, give him a chance. He's, and it just, it just hasn't happened. Um, I, I think their forward pack is somewhat solid. The biggest problem with their forward pack is, um, you know, they've got to prove this year they're not dead wood. That, that's, that's the thing. Like you've got to actually make a contribution. Um, that's, that's my thing with the Ford pack. Prove prove to the coach and to the um, leadership of the team that you're not dead wood, that you don't need to be cut away. Um, you know, in the six games he had last year, now Matt Lodge, I think he he got he got um, three suspensions, three suspensions yeah. time. Like it was just freaking, you know, and that's and I think that's the culture that sometimes I thought Todd Payton did a phenomenal job in fixing that. And it's it's, it's like, it's, you know, last year um, I was talking to someone, they put it so well. It's like, it's like Todd Payton's tenure there was a dream. Like it didn't exist. Like it was like this, it was like this purple patch that, that, that they had and, and in adversity that, you know, I've, I've, I've dreamt about this story involving the Warriors, but you know, whether it happened or not, we're not too sure anymore because the Warriors that came out last year just did not, did not show any of that. None of the steel, and I know that they've, you know, they're in a hard situation. But they've got, you, know, you, you paid to play football, and and for a lot of it, um, they're going to have to deal with a lot of Reese Walsh um, media this year on his future. That's going to be big. Um, you know, interestingly, you would have talked about, um, you know, yeah, they've got to talk about that. Um, throughout the year, which is probably going to be a more of a headache than anything. I'm with you guys. They're not my eight. Um, I actually think the only saving grace for them is they've got a very, very kind first five games. They've got a very kind start to the season. Um, then they play, I think, the Roosters round six. Um, I looked at their I looked at their start. If they can, if they can get on a, you know five and one or four and two and 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 create confidence then but 
it's it's massive if gray i mentioned the halves there you know and i talked about you know shane mentioned nicarima i said um also to harris tavitas there I could be asking to get an absolute bombardment here. That's they have signed Ash Taylor. Oh, of course. Forgot do, about it. Do yeah. we think yeah. that now I know it's not something that, you know, we we've really thought about factoring in. Would an Ash Taylor Sean Johnson halves combination possibly be the I, way to I go actually, here? No. I actually think that's if if I my my Is he thinking, a depth signing? My thinking of Ash Taylor is 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 bench to come on maybe like I, I don't think you have two of those types of players in half a five eight. I, I think it's I really think it's it's disaster. You know, like Sean Johnson's great at what he does. Let him do it. Then you need a you need a guy who can control, kick the ball into corners and do those things. Ash Taylor was once upon a time okay at that and did all right. I, I actually think he's going to be the the second rower, um, hooker, um, not hooker, uh, lock cover. I I'd be very surprised if Ash he, Taylor. I'd be very surprised if they throw him in. I I I can't see him. Yeah, I I think they're going to try and use him as some form of utility because putting him in the halves with Johnson, it'll be a disaster. And you saw it. Whenever he's played with a guy like Johnson, whenever he's played with another dynamic half, he just tries to do it bigger and better and it all stuffs up. And what happens is you get caught on the fifth, the kicks are horrible, they go straight down the fullback's throat. I might be harsh on him. I don't know. I just can't see... If you're going to use him, I can see him more as this utility off the bench than anything. You, like so similar to like a way that say Benji Marshall was used last yeah. year. Is that what you're yeah, sort of I'd, thinking you know, about? I'd, I'd actually say to him, mate. I don't think he'll get used at all. To be honest, if you can bulk him, up, or... if you can bulk up, that's pretty much the only way you're going to get half a chance. I, bulk yeah. up, use I, I don't uh, think we're going to see him unless there's an injury, Griff. No, I, I agree. I, I, I question the uh, the recruitment. <laughs> of having, yeah. like, you already had Harris Tavita and uh, Nikarima there. Um, they also, of course, had a short term uh, partnership with Chad Townsend. Yeah. Um, they had Sean O'Sullivan yep. as well. Well, O'Sullivan's gone to the, the Panthers. Penrith, yeah. Um, Chad Townsend, who's got the best manager in rugby league, who we talked about <laughs> last week, Cowboys. But then you bring in both Sean Johnson and Ash Taylor. Mm. Now, you've got four guys in two spots. Yeah. I, I believe Ash Taylor's not on a lot of money. He was um, on a he was on a train on deal and yeah. apparently he was impressive and they put him yeah. gave him a one year contract. Okay. The other devil's um, advocate, does he play fullback for the first couple of rounds? No. I don't I wouldn't blame there, fullback. I wouldn't no. blame there, but you know no. what? We've seen sillier things from this club. But I, I, I don't I don't think any of those four guys that have mentioned are potential. It should be DWZs, really, but you know, well, well, when, yeah. It's only one I'm game. I'm sure it will be, but uh, 
Yeah, you know, you've got Reese Walsh there to come back. In oh, I know. When he comes back, it's he's sign up. Yeah. But uh, the other thing is for 2023, they've also signed another half in Luke Metcalf from the Sharks. Yes. So how many halves do you need? Do you know what they do need? They need some, they need some outside backs. They need they need some strong centers. They need they need centers. Well, they need they need they need they need one good and, center at least. And and also in the wingers because what what we need to also remember is that in the last year or so they've lost okay, Fuzatua's gone. Um Peter Hicku's gone. And um Ken yeah, Marble. Armour, uh and two of us are Sheik. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's some there's some there's some outside back talent there that I don't think that they've worked on actually trying to um, restock. Uh, yeah. When two I, of us have check left, they stuck their head in the sand. Mm. They that honestly thought that it would go away, and he did. They stuck their head in the sand, and they've been very everything straight. And in this this you know this all yeah. Very strange. I see them finishing in a similar spot to what they did last year, this coming year. I don't, I don't see them in the eight, but uh, they could very well be in the um, the upper half of the uh, the bottom eight. What do you guys reckon? So yeah, I agree. So you're yeah. talking somewhere from nine through to twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that in that sort of ballpark. Yeah, I'd, I'd have it there as well. I think. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, the next team we're going to look at today, guys, are the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Now, last year they finished in 11th spot. Um, Looking at their record, they ended up with eight wins, 16 losses. So a a disappointment for them. Um, They were one of those teams where we we talked about them and they were going to be on the the slide throughout the season. Uh, In regards to their... um, their team changes. It's it's if if I was to read the list of uh, players that uh, that they've lost, it's it's quite a long a long list. Um, and obviously we'll go over some of those players when we talk about um, the the other teams. But there are some big names coming into this side. Um, from South Sydney, they've signed Jaden Sewer and Tao Tao Moga. Uh, Francis Mollo is coming from the Cowboys. George Burgess from Wigan. Moses and Bai from the Tigers. Uh, Moses Suli and Jack Gajewski from Manly. Aaron Woods is coming over from Cronulla. So Griffo, all those games, they're all first graders that uh, are names and people that have first grade experience. Uh, the question I think is, are these players going to to fit in and um, I suppose lift the team given that they've lost players the likes of you know Dufty and Vaughan who will... Uh, We'll talk about uh, obviously as the season goes on, and we talked about last year with Canter- uh, last week with Canterbury, but um, yeah, some big names coming into this side. It'd be very interesting to see where they all slot in and if it's uh, if it's what they actually needed. It's uh, it's it's baffling, really. Um, this this squad. Uh, Can I add something to that, Griff? Yeah. It's just been confirmed. Griffin's been given a contract until. Oh, the- I saw that. Yeah, yeah. extra that's, year. That's 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 adding to it as well. I yeah, think. Yeah, that. Uh, well, look, uh, I guess from the club's perspective, um, they're saying to him, "Look, you know, we we believe in you. Um, 
because he was only signed originally to a two-year contract. Yeah. Um, they had early success last year, but then it just turned to uh, something brown towards the uh, <laughs> not, not, Nathan, not Nathan Brown, but no. Um, he's he's been the coach there before, um, but no, they were they were poor in the back end of the year, and it wasn't just barbecue gate. It was because they had to play some decent teams. They had, yeah. a, they had a charmed run early in the season. Mm. Um, and, you know, they, they, were, they were up there for a long time in, in the top four originally, then the top eight. Um, it's, it's an interesting uh, mix of experience and youth. Um, I, I've, you know, we've had some conversations that you could play uh, the St. George Illawarra first grade side and against the uh, St. George Illawarra reserve grade, the NR, the uh, New South Wales Cup team, and you don't know who's going to win. Um, really? Yeah, it's um, true. It's true. Like, yeah, I, I look through this squad and then I know that they signed a lot of players. Um, because other clubs are paying, you know, a fair whack of their um, their contract, um, so they've, they've thought, okay, we're going to go and sign this guy because we can get him on the cheap, and this guy we we'll get him on the cheap, and you know, it's a bit like my mom going to uh, going on her shopping and coming home with a whole heap of stuff that was uh, reduced for quick sale. <laughs> I won't eat any of it. Like, it's a bit. That's a bit what like the dragons are. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that a lot of these guys that they got on the cheap. Um, they're past their use by date. A lot oh, of absolutely. Mate, I'm telling you now. No, like your the, woods, the timber, the timber in my house has more living wood in it than them. It is dead wood all over the place. Yeah. But blokes like um, Aaron Woods. Sawmill, um, mate. That's what they Dubai, need. Dubai, George Burgess. These, I mean, some of these guys, are, yeah, they're bringing in, they're on the back end of, of that career. I don't know how Absolutely. much quality they're going to get out of them. But I, I guess they're saying, well, okay, you know, maybe half of them won't work out. It still leaves us with, with, with a first-grade side that's going to go okay if that's how it works out. Um, I will say this. I think they have made some good signings. Uh, a guy like Moses Suley, yeah. who uh, he wasn't making Manley's top squad last year for most of the year when everyone was fit. We saw that when he did get a run in the, in the finals, um, uh, I can't remember what team. They, they got smashed. Um but Suley actually scored a couple of tries. He did some damage. Um, Moses is a very good player, ball in hand. Maybe ball not in hand, not quite so good. But um, but but he's still young. Jaden Sewell, likewise, he's still a relatively young guy. Yeah. So I, I see lots of uh, you know potential up in those two blokes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the other signings. Well, Francis Molo, well, he played Origin last year. Um, so he might, uh, I'm not convinced he's, you know, top flight. But, you know, he, again, he's still not an old over the hill. Aaron Woods, his best days are long, long past. Yeah. Um, long past. Uh, he's going to have a career in the media. 
And I, I dare say that, um, you know, it might be sooner rather than later. But, you know, he, he, he could well prove me wrong. Um, Moses Mbai. Now, I don't know where Moses Mbai is going to fit into the side if he does it all. They've got some outstanding young talent in the positions that Moses Mbai is likely to play. So I'm talking about the likes of Jaden Sullivan. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about um well, Hunt will play half. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Well, Hunt is Hunt is their best player. Mm. Um he he was outstanding last year, but unfortunately got injured towards the back end of the year. Talatau Amoni is yeah. he's class. Yeah. I, I think he's your number six, uh, Amoni. Yeah. Um yeah. Jaden Sullivan is also a half. So whether they play him at 14, I think they I'm not will. quite sure. I, I would. Um, yeah. I, I would rather than Moses and Bay. You've got Tyrell Sloan, who um, he's going to be a, a very, very good player. Yeah. I would play him at number one. I think they yeah. let Dufty go because they had Tyrell Sloan. Yeah. I think you've got Zach Lomax and, and Moses Suli. They're your, your centres, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you've got a, a range of guys that might play wing. Um, you've got the Figar brothers. Um, you've got uh, Cody Ramsey, yep. who sees himself as a fullback, but I don't see him there. I, th- I think Tyrell Sloan is their man. But Ramsey's an option on the wing. You've got Ravalawa. This is what I'm saying. Um, they've got lots of depth, uh, but their best 17 is, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, literally a bit of a lottery that they've, they've invested in all these guys in the hope that some of them are going to do the job. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you've got guys like Josh Maguire. Who they signed through some, you know, during the year last year, he spent more time off the field being suspended than he did actually playing. I think he's unavailable for the first six weeks. Oh, yeah, he's, that's right. Yeah, he's still, still got suspended. six weeks. Uh, five weeks. I think he comes back round six. Oh, round six, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, he's literally off the field more than he's on it because of his record and he just keeps doing dumb things. Um, you know, they've got a massive uh, fan base, the Dragons. Um, always have had when they were the St. George Dragons. And then you added to that, you know, the Illawarra side of things. It's almost as though they could put two teams out there. One, you know, represented St. George and the other representing Illawarra. And, and they'd be of fairly equal ability. And both of them would follow, you know, probably be down the list on the table somewhere. I... Tipped the Dragons to win the Spoon last year. I was wrong. You know, a bit like Fonzie. I was wrong. <laughs> but wasn't far off by the end of the season. Even though they started the season on fire. I, I don't think they're going to win the Spoon. But I'm seriously thinking that they're, they're bottom four. Um, yeah. There's just too many question marks about who's going to play where. And, um, yeah, I just... Uh, I'd, you know, you know, the flip side, you could say, well, you know, 
they've got a great blend of youth and experience and and on paper they have but uh i just don't and, and obviously they have a much better idea of what their best 17 is but uh, for me it's it's so many question marks about this team and um you know, bringing a guy like George Burgess, that's a big gamble. The guy had medically retired and I, I know he's had some sort of, you know, heart tech surgery. And, and I, for, you know, if he, if he does come back, he was devastating at the rabbit holes at his best. I don't know if he had surgery on his hands as well. I was going to say, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but... if you've got, you got some sort of a yeah. like if they got yeah. like, yeah. like octopus-style so, yeah. suction caps. Well, you used to have hands they're... like flippers. Yeah. I, I do remember a fella by the name of uh, Anthony, uh, what was his name? Seabold, um, yeah. who, who now coaches Rugby Union, I believe. Um, and I heard a, a grab from him saying, you know, there was a lot of NRL coaches wanted him to be involved in their system. Well, I, I think that's debatable. Um, but he said, I'm not going to stay with Rugby Union in the UK or somewhere. Um, well, he had the solution for the Burgess brothers uh, by putting, I think it was uh, soapy water on the balls at training. So, yeah. uh, you know, he really is a trailblazer. He, he probably thinks he's the first person ever to do that. But anyway... George Burgess, big question mark. At his best, devastating. Interesting. I'm sorry, I took too long there. Guys, no, no, but... no. It's all, it's all no. quality stuff. I was no, just no, going to no, throw I, it to Shane. I agree with Griffo. I, I got a gut feeling that St. George Dragons was like, oh, can you go pick me a side? You know, the players that have played football in the last 10 years, who would you put in your team? And, you know, and they've mentioned these players who are at their best and then... And then the guy went off and bought them. And then when they come to the Dragons, it's like, what are you doing? Oh, this is the team you picked. I didn't mean for now. I meant like, you know, in the last 10 years. <laughs> yes. you know, I meant, no, like, I didn't mean to go get them now. Like, they're shit now. Well, what are you doing? Yeah, I, oh, mate, they, they must, Griffo, you're kinder than me. They're my spoon this year. I was actually going to say, Shano, interesting um, tidbit. Um, you could probably hear the Bulldogs fans in the background here excited <laughs> about you tipping the Dragons for the spoon this year. Um, the, the Dragons and Tigers, according to Sportsbet, are both joint favourites to win the spoon. So if you're a betting person... Maybe I should have chosen the Tigers because their new logo looks like poo. Yeah. <laughs> look, I think this is... Look, I think you guys I are can't. pretty much there. With the, the challenges, you've got to put a team together... Um, there's a lot of parts that have to come together for this team to even get out of the bottom four. I mm. think the um, I think the highlight for them is is going to be like just picking out a few players here. Um, you know, their four pack they've still got some some great players there with Seward joining Tarek Sims in the back row. Jack Bird seems to have found his role there in the forward pack. He'll probably play. Um, you know, he he'll probably play lock if they have the Bellin up front. Interesting to see what they'll end up do doing there, but I think uh, Tyrell Sloan, keeping an eye on him, I think he'll be the uh, the player to keep an eye on, and uh, and the one that might uh, bring some excitement to the St George Illawarra region. All right, guys. Uh, next team we're going to look at are the Canberra Raiders. Uh, they, this is another team who had been successful for quite a few years there. And um, we saw we saw a slide down the ladder 
Uh, disappointing for the Canberra side last year, winning only 10 games and losing 14. Uh, this year, in regards to personnel, um, Jamal Fogarty is coming over from the Gold Coast. Uh, Adam Elliott and Nick Kotrick from Canterbury. So Kotrick's short stay at Canterbury. Uh, he's coming back to uh, the Raiders. And Peter Holler from the um, North Queensland side will also join them. Uh, I was just going to say, Shano, given you know, wh- where we were talking about Canberra a couple of years ago, um, a lot, a lot has really changed with this team. Um, we also saw some players leave. Um, you know, George Williams has left. Uh, Brian James, Avili, Simonson, Soliola. There's there, there are some players also so leaving this club, mm. but um, they'll be looking to jump back up the ladder because it, it was a bit of a disappointment last year, uh, finishing outside of the eight for them. Yeah, they'll be looking to jump back up the ladder. I'm not too sure if they can do it though, Gray. Um. One of the things that the old Raiders team would pride themselves on is the understanding and knowledge of where each player plays and, and where they're going to go. Um, I've got a couple of questions that I'm happy for you to chime in while I'm talking. I, th- I think I think their forward pack is pretty much set. I think when you look at um, Papali, Hodgson, Sutton, Hudson Young, Elliot, Whitehead, like that, that's that's barely. That's fairly decent. They've got Xavier Savage in the side that 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 I'm that was a, a confusing thing because you know where's uh C N K? You know, you'd assume like he's gonna play He'll fullback. Play fullback. Then what you know, then you know, like it's these kind of signings where you go, I are, are you not sure about his longevity? Do you need a cover signing? Like, like I really hope that we don't find as situation where to mix things up all of a sudden you've got white and fogarty but because you got no punch because um because well, um joe croker is not going to be there i don't think the punch is even if he was no, there i no, think no, he is under pressure thinking. anyway and i i i i've got this really i've got this feeling like nickel clockstad is going to get chucked in the centers to get early ball you, you know, it's like this Ricky Stewart thing. I, 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 it, it, as a Canberra fan, this would actually keep me awake at night. Um, it's interesting you say that, Shane, not to jump I, in there, but with the I, the trial this week, Savage I, is playing fullback and they've got Nickel Klockstad on the bench. That's so what I'm saying, few, mate. And you know what? A few things there. When, no, no. When Savage was when Savage was sort of coming coming through as the as the thing for for Canberra. I thought this guy's going to end up with the fullback spot and they're going to put Nickel Clockstad in at centres to get him early ball and, and be this, you know, be it. I don't know whether that's something I would want for my team. I'm hoping round one for the Canberra Raiders, they go back to, to what they know. I, I like Jamal Fogarty in this team with Whiten. I think that, you know, you're forgetting Whiten's another year older. Um but I like Fogarty there. I think it's a bit more stability than than what they had. Um, I'm look. They're 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 my they're my eighth place conundrum. I the more yeah. I look at this side, the possible bench. You know, I was, I was sort of nutting out this team. 
you know, and when you start looking at their sort of plays you've got to choose from, the bench is a bit concerning. Um, you know, I'm assuming Tom Starling will probably get up there. Joseph Tarpany, you'd think, would, would be in. Um, you haven't Horsburgh. talked about Gula yet. He's got to be in that yeah. side. He's a great player. Horsburgh, um, Hadawira Naira. And you're starting to think, you know, is this just the thing where we've just got to get, you know, if you're a club to beat to beat Canberra now, you've just got to be with them for 20 minutes. And then once the once the changes begin, you know, you can start looking at doing something. I I like their forward pack. I think their forward pack is something you, you, you can sort of work with. They're going to give the backs opportunity. I just don't know. Like I thought last year. They're a side that had a lot of opportunity and squandered it. Um, I know they they had a few injuries too. And and if you're a Canberra fan, that's the first thing you're saying at your radio or, or your whatever right now, saying, "Oh, what about our injuries?" I get that. I I just think that this is a team that to me can be solid. It can play good footy. Yeah, I yeah, they're my eight place conundrum I just don't know I just don't know about them anymore I think I think I think the gloss has come off them I think they lost some very very good players who really who really laid the platform for them and not having them I think I think I think that's that's half the problem um yeah I nothing more to add because I'm not, yeah, they're they're just, I I think, you know, will they get eight? Will they get nine? I I got a gut feeling that probably they're going to struggle in that sort of 10 minutes before half time, 10 minutes after half time when, when the bench has to be in full swing with the players on the field, the punch just might not be there. Griff. I don't, yeah, I got them. Bottom eight, maybe ninth. Yeah, look, they're a top eight roster. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. They're top eight roster, but they were top eight roster last year, and they didn't make it. Like they, they were quite disappointing, to be honest. Um, they had all sorts of dramas going on. Players leaving the club, returning to England. We saw Mrs. Tarpany criticising the coach on social media about, you know, not picking her husband. That's not a good thing. Um, They bring back, you know, Nick Kotrick. He wasn't there last year. He had a poor season at the Bulldogs, but hampered a bit by injury. But I think he's a good signing for him. He's played his best football with the Raiders. Um. Sebastian Chris, I like as a as a centre. Yeah, uh, I've got question marks on, on Jared Croker. I know he's he's had some sort oh. of stem cell surgery yeah. um, on his knee, but to be honest, I think he's going to really struggle to make the side. Um, you mentioned Xavier Savage uh, as a you know a possible fullback contender, and and Nicol Corkstad going to the centres. Well, that's a possibility. Um, one of their young guns, 
unfortunately, Harley Smith Shields is out for the season. He did, mm. I think, his ACL. So he would have really challenged, and he probably would have been in that three quarter line somewhere. I see a possible round one team that's got semi Valiumai there. Well, he's a Rocks or Diamonds man um, for mine. Uh, so I don't know how accurate whoever put that, that uh, round one likely team together. I don't know how accurate that is, but um, I think the key to this team is Jack White. He had a poor year last year. Camera had a poor year. If he has, this, like when he won the, the Rothmans, oh, sorry, would you, that's taken me back. That's uh, <laughs> our 1982 show. Um, when he won the Dally M, and I, I don't think he was the best player in in 2020, but he did win, and um, and they, they did make the you know the prelim, uh, and obviously it was instrumental the year before in the making the grand final. So if he produces his best football, they make the eight. Um, but if he doesn't, they don't. And um, yeah, I guess at what point does the pressure then come on the coach Ricky Stewart because. Um, you know, obviously did a great job getting in the grand final a couple of years ago. They made the prelim the next year. And from memory that they got smashed by Mel, absolutely smashed by the storm. Um, it was a disappointment. I watched the game with my, my cousin, who is a Raiders fan. and uh, He sort of left early, said, we're not winning this. Um, so a poor year last year. They back it up with another poor year. You know, to be honest, I think their, their window's closed that, that um, we might not see them as a, a major force again for a little while. Um, but as I said, they've got the roster to make the top eight. Um, anything less than a top eight finish is not good enough. I've got them, not, I've got them just missing out, though, around the ninth, tenth. I've probably yeah. got a lot of teams at ninth, tenth, to be yeah. fair. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see them making the eight. Uh, yeah, I feel like they might be that team that just snags an eight spot. And as, as you guys said, it's basically the good roster, you know. And 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 considering too, um, round three, as we said before, Rapna will come back into that side. So um, there's another person that um, that mix for the outside backs there. It's just whether the roster can do it on the field. But um, you'd be confident to put them in yet. You'd, you'd look. You'd be confident to have them near the eight to get them. In, Put them in your eight. If uh, you you might be optimistic, I think a lot of people are either going to have them at eighth or ninth, as you fellas said. All right. So moving on to our next team, um, team last year that just missed out on the uh, on the finals. When I say just missed out, uh, it was a it was a phenomenal end to the season in a sense where uh, it basically came down to for and against between the Sharks and the Titans. Uh, the Titans got the top eight spot. But the team we're going to talk about today finished in ninth. Uh, that is the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, and as we've mentioned, it was a funny year last year where um, the team that come, well, the, both teams that came eighth and ninth only had uh, 10 wins for the season with 14 losses. Uh, looking forward to uh, this year coming up for the Sharks. Uh, if we have a look at their personnel and the changes in their team, um, We'll see that they do have some rather big gains adding to their side. Um, a lot of talk coming out of the um, All-Stars, and one player we didn't mention is Nico Hines. Uh, he's going to be taking 
uh, up a roll at the Sharks from Melbourne. Uh, Dale Finucane also coming over from Melbourne. The other big signing that um, I suppose hasn't been talked about as much, almost the forgotten man given the fact that he was injured last year, was Cameron McInnes coming over from St. George Illawarra. We've also got Matt Ikevalu coming from the Roosters. Um, Jaden Beryl coming from the Queensland Cup from what I hear. And also uh, a bloke named Lachlan Miller coming from, um, I think he's a rugby union player from what I can see. So there's some big signings coming into this side, and you'd imagine here, um, we've talked about some of these signings, especially Nico Hines and the fact, Griffo, that he's coming into this side basically to be the halfback of the team and uh, to help build a team around him. But uh, another, yeah, well, you've got McInnes, Finucane, Hines. There's there's three guys you can uh, you build, a, build a team around and be uh, instrumental at different parts of the spine if you include 13, as I like to do. Look, uh, I like the look of this squad um, under the new coach of, of Craig yeah, Fitzgibbon. Um, I, I, I've got this team uh, in the uh, in those seventh or eighth position. I think they will make the eight. Yeah. Um, I don't see them top four, but uh, I like, I like uh, Nico Hines. Um, I'm not sure, and I, I, again, I'm sure that their coaching staff have a better idea of, of what their top 17 is going to be. But the question mark is around the halves. Um, you've got Matt Moylan, yep. Nico Hines, um, Young Trindle, uh, Two of those guys, oh, Matt, yeah, I said Matt Moylan. Yep. So two of those guys are going to be there and the other one's not going to be there. Well, they haven't spent, you know, a lot of money on Nico Irons to, to, for him not to be there. Um, I, I think, yeah, it, it is, it, it's, uh, there's no one there really. Nico Hines and, and Matt Moylan, as I look at, again, a, a predicted uh, round one team, I don't know how that's going to gel. Um, I just, uh, I see that that is the only real issue for this team is, is just the six and seven, how that's going to work. Will Kennedy was outstanding last year. He's their number one. Yeah. They've got two very, very good wingers in Sione Katoa and Ronaldo Mulitalo. Uh, I think their centres will be Jesse Raymond and Connor Tracy. So it's a yeah. settled one to five. Six and seven, we're not sure of. One of them's got to be Nico Hines. Whether he partners up as he did with – and um, Graham or Shane, if you watch the whole of that uh, Indigenous All-Stars game, mm. I mean, these were the guys that uh, – did Will Kennedy – was he was either fullback and, and then yeah. he had – Hines and Trindle. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was, you know, interesting that, uh, you know, we got a bit of insight and see how that went. I don't know how it went. I only go on the reports because I only watch the highlights. But, yeah, apparently, Nicole Hines caught some criticism um, for his performance. Um, So, I Mm. heard. But, you know, look, I think it's one of those those, uh, those weird things, too, where, you know, you're in camp for a week or so, you're you know, you've got to build combinations with more than just the other players from your club. 
Um, yeah, look, at, at, watching it, it felt a bit like a trial game too. They, they looked like they hadn't played in, in a long yeah. time. But, you know, there's those combinations they've got to build. And I, and I suppose the other combination they're going to build with is, um, I suppose, Braley. Because I'd imagine he'd be playing in the hooker position. Oh, absolutely. With McInnes at 13. Oh, I, I, I can't see anything different to that. So, yeah. Blake Braley's a high quality uh, Yeah. Hooker. Cameron McInnes, we know, was a high-quality player. Um, and they bought him over a year ago. Uh, it was just unfortunate for, for McInnes that he missed um, all of last season due to injury. Um, he'd already signed with the Sharks before that injury. I think he's their 13. Um, I think we will see Dale Finucane, who's their massive off-season sign, and a lot of clubs were after him. Um, he's going to provide that leadership, that um, the discipline that he'll bring from the, the Melbourne Storm system. Um, Toby Rudolph, I think, will be the other starting prop, but they've got a lot of options there. Well, Hamlin Ueli, obviously, is, is high quality. Uh, big question mark on, you know, he's the forgotten man, Wade Graham. I mean, he, he was there. He may still be their captain. I'm not sure. I don't know if they've named a captain yet, but Wade Graham missed a lot of games last year. He's got issues around the head knock. Um, so there's big question marks. He may well be their highest paid player. At his best, Wade Graham was... Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Wade Graham. Mm. Um, but, you know, what sort of Wade Graham we're going to see in 2022 is the question. Britton Accor, I think, is a really good player. Um, you know, they've got the likes of... Uh, of Teague Wilton, Talakai, um, Talakai off the bench probably. Uh, again, he's a, he's another guy who's a bit of a wrecking ball. Um, I think there's, you know, we didn't even mentioned Andrew Fafita. We probably don't see him playing too much uh, first grade as, as last year. He didn't play too much at all. But I do think this is a team that has got the talent. Uh, they've got, again, a good blend of youth and experience. And uh, a guy who's, you know, never been a head coach before, but huge raps on him as as an assistant coach over a long period of time with the Roosters, heavily involved with New South Wales. And um, I just I see good times ahead for the Sharks, uh, Shano. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I actually like the Sharks. I, I think that they're going to be a top eight side. They're not going to miss out this year. Um, look, Craig Fitzgibbon as a coach, I think that great. I think it's a great signing. Um, he, he's earned his stripes. He deserves the shot. I, I just love the balance of the side. I, I think I think the side looks really well balanced. It. it it has this mix of youth and experience. And when we were talking about the Dragons a minute ago, you know, people are like, oh, but, you know, Dale Finucane's been around the block. He's still performing. He's still doing what, yeah, you know, he's, he's a great leader to have at that club. He, yeah. he knows what to do. He's been in a system that's so successful. Um, you know, Wade Graham keeps giving. Um, I, 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 you know, Hamlin Newelli, I, I think, you know, is another player just waiting, you know, waiting to sort of break the shackles somewhat. Um, you know, Blake Braley, 
I, I've had massive raps on him for years. Um, I remember, uh, I remember, I think we, oh, a few years ago now, where we had a um, preseason. It might have been before round one, and I saw him play in the off season. I saw him play the preseason games, and I just went, "Mate, this guy's the player of the preseason for me." Watching all his matches, he was outstanding, and and he's. You know, he's gifted now with a spot in, in an NRL side, keeping a guy like Cameron McGuinness um, out of the hooking role. So it just goes to show how good he is. I, I just love him. Like, there's, you know, you've mentioned all the players coming in, Ikevalu, Nico Hines, I, um, Finucan. I I can't add any more. I'm ex- Look, you know, it's the Sharks, you know, it's hard to get excited sometimes about the Sharks, but... I, I think that they're going to be a good side to watch this year. And um, I'm sure Griffo, when they play the Panthers, as 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 when they play the Bunnies, um, I'm not going to go in the game 100% confident because I think they've got players there that, you know, that given the right, given the moment and given their night, they, they can they can win football games. And they'll win plenty this year. I think they're not, I think the Sharks have a lot to be happy about. I've got a curly one here for you, yeah, fellas. I- I'm going to ask you just a quick question. Um, and I know, you know, you've already said, Griffo and Shana, that, you know, we're, we're pretty, you know, pretty happy with um, um, Malatalo and Katoa on the, in, on the wings. I just thought, you know, they have signed Matt Ikevalu. Is it an advantage yeah. for Ikevalu that he's worked previously with Fitzgibbon at the Roosters? Oh, Do you yeah, think look- that might give him some sort of inside running to get a wing spot in this side? Yes and no. Much into it. Yes and no. I, I think, look, I, there's no surprise that, that he's there and Fitzgibbon was at the Roosters. Mm. I think Ikevalu can offer a lot in the centre. I'm not going to write him off just yet and say that he has to be pushed out to the wing. I think, I actually think they're short in that role. I think they're short in the three quarters um, and probably moving Ikevalu to centre is the best possible way of shuffling the cards in that regard. Yeah. I, I I don't think he'll displace Connor Tracy or Jesse Ramian if they're both in form. So it's, both in it's form, a lot of both, com- both going well. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Bit but, of competition but, there, that's what we're saying. You know, Ikevalu to the wing, what are you losing? Yeah, well that's right. Yeah, yeah I, I just I, think those other guys are uh, I think those other guys are better than Matt Matty Cavallo is a yeah, solid player. Yeah. I think those other guys are better than solid players, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think his, his entry into that team will be as a result of injury to uh, either Kutoa, Mulitalo uh, on the wings. Uh, I, I don't know about Matt Yacavalo at centre. You, you know, I'm yeah. not, I don't have the knowledge if that's a position he's played. But again, I think uh, Ramian... Uh, and Connor Tracy would be uh, there. I don't know what sort of other uh, options they've got around the centres. Um, interesting to see what does happen around the halves, though, because uh, that's crucial to any team. Yeah, um, this, yeah, definitely yeah. watch this space. Someone um, might ask. Someone might ask why, you know, why bottom eight for the Sharks? I think their bench. Is very thin. I think their bench is very thin. I, I think uh, they've got very quite. They've got 
they've got more quality than the, than the sides that we've previewed tonight. They've probably got more quality of all the sides so far previewed. When you look at top 13, I think their bench is, is a bit thin. That's probably why I've got them at the bottom of the eight. Because I know people will be saying, oh, you know, you've talked them up. They're exciting. But yeah, I, I thin bench. Top eight team, second half, though, sort of that. <laughs> I think they're going to be sort of a, you know, seventh, eighth kind of team. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, the Warriors, Dragons, Raiders, and Sharks previewed for this week. So um, looking forward to next week starting to talk about the teams that made the top eight last year. Uh, just before we go, we might just uh, quickly uh, whip through and uh, let the listeners know what games are happening this week because the the trials will be starting um, on Friday night. Um, the first one I've got on my list is the Raiders taking on the Roosters at Leichhardt Oval. Uh, Casey Badger's refereeing this one. I mentioned before that um, Savage is going to play in the number one jersey. Nickel Clockstead coming off the bench. We also have Croker coming back from that knee injury. So there's a few players to keep a watch there for the Raiders. Um, Adam Elliott playing his first game for the club. Uh, so we've got, we've got a few players there to keep an eye on, um, as we said, for Canberra. bit hard to know what we're going to see from the Roosters because they have yet to name their squad. Uh, not much we can really go into as well, guys, with the second game on my list, which is the Tigers versus the Seagulls, also at Leichhardt Oval. That game kicking off at... 8 o'clock, Belinda Sharp refereeing this one. Um, no squad lists at the time of recording here for either the Tigers um, or Seagulls. Uh, Manly, Manly's out. Manly's got theirs out. Oh, do they? I've just got it in front of me. I just refreshed okay. my phone and it popped up. Anything? Uh, interesting, interesting thing. Tom Trebojevich named number one. Um, Brad Parker, Ben Trebojevich named as well. Ruben Garrick, Kieran Foran, okay. Cherry Evans. Wow. Um, geez. Saker, um, if, if <laughs> Marty Tapao, if they if they go through with this, this That's... is uh, this is um, this will be uh, Ethan Bullimore. Poor uh, Tigers. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it actually looks it actually looks pretty, but but a massive like twenty nine man squad. So you would imagine. Yeah. Um, interestingly, Zach Fulton um, in there. A lot of um, a lot of um, rumbling around him and how good he is. Another guy who um, who I've heard a little bit about, um, it, who um, Jamie Humphreys, I have heard a little bit about him too. So he's eight, he's on. So it looks like they've actually named nearly two sides. Um, so I would expect maybe that one to thirteen changed significantly before kickoff. Yeah. But interestingly, that that was that that that, that that's what's being named. And it's interesting too, you know, the naming squad. So you don't know who's going to play and what minutes they get, yeah. but. Um, you know, on, on Saturday down in Melbourne at uh, Casey Fields, the Storm are taking on the Warriors. Uh, I think it's worth noting here that the Storm have named Brandon Smith, Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, uh, Xavier Coates, uh, Nick Meany, um, geez, Josh King, Jaden Nicarima. I think they're all making their debut for the yeah, so Coates. Meany, King, Nicarima, that'll be their first game, I'd imagine, for the Storm. Um, a, a couple of interesting tidbits here, actually. It's it's quite interesting, giving our, given both of our uh, allegiances here on the, the podcast. 
Um, Sean Garlic's son, Bronson, he's going to play his first game for the Storm. And so yep. is Cole Geyer, who is the uh, the son of uh, Matt Geyer, not to be confused with Mark Geyer, but, uh, you know, uh, Ex- former player. Former, uh, yeah, Storm Hero. So uh, definitely something to keep your eye on there. Um, interestingly enough, in the Warriors team, did you see the six and seven? Nikarima Ash Taylor. So it could be a it could be a battle. Yeah, but look, this could be the, the 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 trial really for them to see who gets the spot. Mm. Reese Walsh, uh, number one, which is it. You know, this is interesting too because we've got players that are suspended for the first couple of rounds yeah. uh, obviously yeah, being right. able to play this week. Matt Lodge, I think, has got in the run too. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and a few players backing up from last week. Cody Nikarima, Harris DeVita, um, Jazz Tavalga, they're all, you know, backing up there. Um, so, yeah, plenty to look at there for the Warriors as well. Um, six o'clock on Saturday, South play the Cowboys in Cairns. Probably the biggest talk I'd imagine for the South team is uh, to see how Lachlan Ilias will go at halfback. He's been talked as the person who will play halfback and take Reynolds' spot. Um, Taft's going to play fullback. Jackson Paulo playing in the centres has played a lot of wing in the past and um, yeah, getting a chance in the centres and there's a bit of talk that he is a possibility to be considered for that spot that's been vacated by um, Dane Gagai this year for South. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on. A couple, couple to look out for. Um, Zane Bajorak in number two, turned 21 the other day. Good player. Uh, lots of raps. I've just probably put the moppers on him. He'll throw yeah. like rubbish. Um, Jack C at number six uh, coming down from... Queensland really is keen to 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 make his mark. Um, Winner Manly held himself very well. Great short kicking game. Um, could throw the cat amongst the pigeons if if he has a day out because um, he's very very keen to 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 um, to do well. Um, yeah, I also. Um, uh, Mamazul lost number nine. Havili playing his first game for South really, 13. Yep. Um, and, and the talk of the town, uh, we didn't mention him after the All-Stars Shaq. game, is Shaq Mitchell. Yep. So a few players to keep an eye on there. I uh, also thought it was interesting looking through the Cowboys team. Um, Riley Price is actually the uh, son of Steve Price. So, um, yeah. the footballer, time. not the radio announcer. No, no, no. Former Bulldogs and Warriors uh, player, Steve yeah. Price. Yeah. So, uh, missed the grand final. Yes, did. I do remember that. Yeah, that was Suspension, uh, I think. Was that 04? Well, they that won. Vintage. And uh, Jonathan Thurston famously handed his grand final ring right. over to him. That's right. Yeah. Um, other games, we've got the Titans taking on the Broncos at the Gold Coast. Uh, just for those who are keeping an eye on what's happening with the Brisbane team, uh, Billy Walters and Albert Kelly are named in the halves this week, so still got to wait uh, at least a week before we see uh, Adam Reynolds work any combinations with um, any players. Uh, but uh, I also noticed that um, Katoni Staggs, Payne Haas, uh, they're in the side, and Kurt Capewell 
playing second row. So there's some big players uh, in the in the Broncos squad. We know that people are wanting to keep an eye on uh, Selwyn Cobbo. Uh, he's one of those superstars that's worth definitely having a look at. So um, I think this will be an interesting one to have a look at with Brisbane. There's a lot of players here who I think are fighting for a spot in a team that could be um, quite competitive. Uh, is, um, is, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I, I feel like I've read this somewhere. Um, is it Cleese Haas for the um, Titans? Is he any relation to Payne? I, 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 I don't know. Like Someone mentioned Payne Haas having a, a relative, I don't know, a brother or cousin that's actually quite, quite a good player, and I just think, saw the name there. I thought, oh, I wonder if he's any relation. Yeah, I don't know. You, you've you got a more up-to-date list than what I do, Shane. I don't have the Titans uh, squad. It must have been... Oh, Titans squad. Titans squad. Anything of note? No, nothing of note. Nah, not really. Um, no, <laughs> in short. Uh, the only thing to note is that they've got they've, now, they've got two number ones, um, Jalen DeGroote and um, Jaden Campbell are both going to wear number one. So I, I think that's a bit of a thing. Not really. Um, I'd say that uh, the Titans side really, uh, Will Smith, number 14, permanent SASA is on the interchange as well. Um, Jared Wallace, prop, um, it, with uh, you have Issa Masters, uh, an acquisition there, um, playing in the centers. Um, there's um, Soifo Fafita. He's playing in the centre, so there is a feeder there, but not quite long we were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah, Jaden Campbell, fullback. I, I think this is a game to see um, how some of these players play um, wearing the Titans jersey because it's a little bit of a hooathon. Yep, yep. Now, some young blokes there getting a chance. So if you're a Titans fan, plan to look out there with the young up-and-comers. Uh, the next game I've got on my list is the uh, Sharks versus the Panthers at Combank Stadium, 4 o'clock on Sunday. Now, I don't have any squad lists nah. that I've I, seen. I, 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 understand. I, think, I think the Sunday game squad lists aren't going to be out for, 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 until tomorrow or, or Friday. Because so. mm. we've also got the Eels taking on the Dragons there. And um, the only news I got out of that one is... Uh, the Eels squad, which I can confirm does have Reed Marnie in at number nine. So um, this will be his return since he had that shoulder injury mm-hmm. last year. Remember he missed that uh, that game in the finals. Um, Ray Stone, we, we, we talked a lot about yeah. Ray Stone filling in there. And um, and uh, look, the, the Eels will be welcoming him back. There's some... Um, there are some big names in the in the Paris squad. It's a bit of a mix of first graders and uh, and players who are emerging in that squad. So uh, it'll be interesting to see also too who runs out for the Dragons, given that we've had a good chat about them tonight as well. Uh, and on Monday, on Monday night football, yeah, Monday night football, that 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 uh, Eels Dragons uh, game. Yeah, it's going to be hard for the crowd to see because. Uh, there's there's such a haze over the Paris side. <laughs> number one and number two, yes. both haze. Yes, it's going so, to be hazy. Um, yeah, you want a bit of wind around just to to get you know to be able to well, see. Um, look, I thought, you might I thought, as long as it doesn't, more, as long as there's no mid rain. 
I thought it'd be from all the dead wood in the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if there's some Mitch rain, it might be even harder to see as well. I just uh, picked up something. Sorry, uh, off a Heggy Ogden in that Parramatta lineup. I didn't know he'd gone to the Eels. Mm. Off a Heggy Ogden from the uh, from the Bulldogs. Oh. Uh, I've okay. I've got a yeah, number nineteen guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not the most, most common. I, I hadn't so heard of that was... signing. So uh, that's an interesting signing. Yeah, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, that now that is uh, interesting because the last I knew he was, yeah, he was still, yeah, prop for the ball. Number twenty-one, Brendan Hans, is a, a former Panther. Didn't uh, yeah. didn't see first grade, but uh, I've what I've seen a bit of Brendan Hans. He's pretty handy. Well, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, I didn't mean to say that. But he he looks uh, like a decent player. There was some there was some fairly decent raps on him coming yeah. through from memory. Yeah. Like, he, like, he it's just the name the name was fairly unique. Like it's one that you can sort of remember. Exactly. Well, he yeah. can play. Uh, he can play dummy half. He can play in the halves. Um, yeah, he, I don't know whether he played in a trial um, in the first grade squad or my, whether it was the nines, but. Um, when I did see him, he looked quite good. Um, yeah. Good short so, kicking game, apparently. Like, like, very good. Yeah, I've been told. Like, just talking to Panthers fans. Yep. So Brendan Hans now with the Eels, and off a of Hickey Ogden. Hmm. There you go. So you got a few players there. To definitely keep an eye on uh, for Para fans. Um, the the Monday night game uh, is the Knights versus the Bulldogs. Uh, I thought it was funny. There's the referee, Matt Noyan, very close to Matt Moylan, but Matt Noyan. Uh, so not to be confused, it does sound very similar. Um, the Knights, I don't have a squad list for them, uh, but the Bulldogs, um, Matt Dufty's going to play in the Bulldogs jersey for the first time. Um, I can also see on the list Pengai Jr. and Paul Vaughan. Uh, in addition to that, uh, new players that I don't think have been at this club before would be definitely, I think, Josh Cook's first go in a dog's jersey, Reese Hoffman from the Tigers, and Max King from the Storm are probably also, yeah, that'd be their first chance to play in a mm. uh, Bulldogs jersey. Um, just for those wondering, uh, no Adokar, no Naden, no Burton. So we'll probably have to wait another week or so before we see yeah. those fellas uh, get a get a run in the dog's jersey. Two players, I, I know, like two players that um, two players that are on the interchange reserves. Um, Joe Stimson and Ava Siamanafanai might be if you're a doggies fan interested to look at. Yoko Ono's in the squad. Good to see. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, you got... And there's plenty of players there that'll want to want to prove a point. Um, we talked last week about uh, Shoop uh, in the centres. Um, Shoop dog. Shoop. Shoop bed up. Uh, yeah, Josh Jackson's there. There's a few players there. It's a bit of a mix, this team. Kyle Flanagan. Um, but yeah, I think, I think everyone's going to be... Uh, Keep an eye on, I think, especially um, Matt Dufty. I know it's only a trial, but there's a there's a, obviously a lot of hope around him uh, bringing some spark to this team. 
And uh, yeah, other new blokes in Vaughan and Pengai Jr. And keep in mind, fans, this year, I think it's the first time we've ever had it, that uh, every game of the NRL preseason uh, is going to be live on TV. So if you've got either uh, Fox Sports, uh, you'll be able to watch on the Fox League channel. Uh, and they're also on KO. So not that we're sponsored or giving them a plug, but we uh, we want to make sure that people are aware that if they want to watch some footy this week, there's plenty on the box. That's All right. Yeah, I'll tell you what, fellas. Um, I'll Very tell you what good. is another good thing. There's another episode of Carpool Rugby League uh, done and dusted. Uh, next week, definitely join in. We start to get into the pointy end of our preview. We start to look at the Titans, Knights, Eels and Roosters next week. Uh, we've also got, um, you know, these trials this week that we'll review, which I'm sure there's going to be plenty of talking points coming out of that. And um, the other thing I want to talk about next week, guys, is uh, the lead into the uh, NRLW round one. So we're going to have the, the women's competition uh, kicking off, um, not this weekend, but next. So there's plenty to talk about in next week's podcast. And uh, yeah, look look forward to the footy this weekend and look forward to the podcast next week. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a great week, everyone. Thanks again for joining us, and uh, make sure you watch your team this week. See you, guys. Bye, bye, Good listeners. Later. Thanks for your time. Good. Talk next week. <laughs>